and I left here Wednesday night and shaking and freezing. And, and uh, I told Beth, I said, man, something ain't right here. And it's just everything was aching all over us. And I think I got what everybody's got, but it's almost over, so I'm good now. So you're going to take your Bible to Genesis chapter 27. Hopefully we'll finish 27 up today. And, uh, it's a good, good passage. It's, a, it's so amazing uh, how up-to-date your Bible actually is. Uh, no matter where you go in it, if you read it and you read it for, and you're honest with yourself, you, what you'll find out is that uh, it's a book written to you to help you get through this world. This world's crazy. Yeah. You haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. I mean, it is uh, it is insane. I was talking to brother Paul Philpot, and he uh, he said he went out to get some. He don't ever get out of his house much anymore because he's all hurting. And uh, he said he left and. He went to get some food, and they were making the food, so he had to wait for a few minutes. And uh, so he went into Burlington Coat Factory, and he, when he went in there, he said there was a man dressed like a woman there, uh, with boots and high heels and all this other stuff on boot, high heel boots, and and uh, all the clothing and everything that a woman would wear. She had it on, he had it, it, it had it on. Uh, and then uh, last night I had to take something up to Tim, and on the way up there they they said some uh, bills getting ready to pass that. Uh, it's the Fair Marriage Act or something, and everybody's all worried about it, uh, messing with the churches because uh, you, you can't, they're going to say that they're going to recognize gay marriages and, and all that stuff. I'm like, well, we'll just change our constitution because we ain't going to do a gay marriage in church. I'm sorry, it ain't going to happen in this church, ever. And they said, oh, you're going to lose your 5013C and our C3 or whatever it is, I don't care. I said, look, we didn't have, before we had it, we were okay, and uh, I'm glad we had it for a while we had it, but... But uh, there comes a place where you got to make a stand in life and, and you just do the right thing. Yes. And what is wrong with all of us today is uh, the whole world, we don't want to do the right thing. We want to do what we want to do and just let the rest, but you can't. The world's going to keep going. And it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and we're naive to think that, hey man, I like, we can preach a message all the time, Jesus loves. That's great. Or sin. I can pick out some yes. sin and preach on sin. Yes. That's not life. You know what life is? Waking up in the morning and going out and seeing some weirdo dressed like a woman. That's life. How are you going to deal with that? Okay, you, I mean, you've got to get to the place in life where you can deal with life in your own life. Then you can start giving share the gospel with somebody else. Uh, but how are you going to do that when you walk out there and you, you, you look at the weirdest stuff in the world? And it's going to get worse. It ain't, it's never going to get better until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Uh, Go to us. Go to 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 someplace. I think we're up to like chapter verse thirty-four, twenty-seven, thirty-four. We're in there somewhere. Aha, there it is down there, man. How about that? Twenty thirty-four. And Esau. Esau's got some issues. Just a couple. Uh, Esau's. A, he's just. A, he's a human, carnal man, uh, just like half the world is. Most of our Christians fit right in with Esau. Uh, it says, and when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. And said unto his father, Bless me, uh, even me also, O my father. Now Esau is not concerned, he's concerned about his blessing, but he wasn't, and I mentioned this, let me pray for his Father, thank you for your blessings today. Thank you for letting us come to church. Lord, just thank you that uh, we have somebody that we can trust in. Uh, Lord, this world can, can go crazy as it wants to go, but uh, it doesn't really uh, matter to us. It shouldn't anyways, Lord. There's only certain things we can do. And Lord, we're bearers, we're ambassadors uh, for you on this planet. And Lord, we got the privilege to bear the gospel to those that surround us. Uh, Lord, but uh, we can't bear it if uh, we're not excited about uh, our home country. 
So Lord, help us to always uh, keep that in our minds and in our hearts. And Lord, thank you for your blessings this morning. Bless us here in the Sunday school class and all the other little classes around and churches uh, out there today trying to serve you, Lord. Uh, help those people uh, just learn how to deal with life as it's coming toward us, Lord. And uh, Father, we'll again we'll praise and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Uh, it is, it is, it is a crazy, crazy world we live in. People think they can do whatever they want to do with no cost associated with what they're doing. You can't get, they said we just went over 8 billion people. You can't put 8 billion people on this planet and make them happy. Now, I don't know about you, but it's, that's an almost, that's an absurd thing to even think about is trying to get that many people happy. And you can't make that many people do what we want them to do. So that's the reason the Lord never did it. He never came back to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords when He came. That was not what His purpose was. And and what a, everybody tries to do is make everybody do what they say do, or else you're not like me and you're not the Christian you should be. I am not here to make anybody do anything. What I'm here to do is show you what the Bible says the best I can, so that you can get a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that will get you through. Because yeah. when you're out there and you see some weird, strange person, a dress, I was down in Florida, me and Beth, and actually we were down there with, uh, how come every time I'm with uh, the Philpot man, Philpot's, well, I see this stuff. Anyways, we were, something ain't right with this. I had to ask Paul that. But we were down there, and we went into Walmart late one night, and there, here's these two black gentlemen, I'll say gentlemen just be, to be nice, but there was these two black guys walking into Walmart with this third black guy in between them that was real tall and skinny, and he had all of his clothes on backwards. And they're all women clothes. And I'm sitting there looking at this like, what? Two big old black guys with this little black guy in between them. And his clothes are all on backwards. I said, that guy, I said this is not even normal, man. No, no shape. This is down south, too. I mean, this is south. Uh, you know, that's, that's your world. Uh, you go in the military right now, it's perfectly fine to have anything that goes on. You can't have what you want. You can't do what you want, and then expect there's not a cost associated somewhere down the road. Uh, it's going to come. Be sure your sin will find you out. It will catch up with you. There's nothing you can do about it. When Esau heard the words of his father, well, here comes Jacob. I didn't say Jacob was right. Jacob comes in, and, and uh, can, uh, he, he deals with his dad the wrong way, and, and he blesses him, and, and he does everything else, uh, gives him everything. And, Jake, and then Esau comes in after doing what his dad said. But hey, man, you sold some stuff back there. You did some stuff wrong. You've done this, your, your open rebellion. I'm reading this book on prayer, Ian Bounds. Good book. And uh, I'm, I'm about halfway through the first, I'm about, almost through the first book. I've got a couple more chapters. I'll be done with it. I read a chapter a day. I just let it soak in. Uh, but it's right now on prayer and obedience. And he said, you can't really have a prayer life unless you're obedient. So if you think you got a prayer life, but you're not obedient to God, you really don't have a prayer life. You just, you're asking for, have you ever heard people pray? Now, I'm going to get up. You know, my dog has got a toothache. Okay, you know, I mean, really, you know, I got gravel in my driveway. I mean, there's, there's always something. It's, it's, the prayers are mediocre. I'm not saying that those, but they're, they're shallow. They're shallow prayers. Whenever you start getting to the place where you really want prayer, uh, that's going to take an obedience to God, that the Lord, you're going to have to get an obedient life. You're going to have to say, okay, I've got to make some changes, or maybe I don't have to make the changes I need. I need to get on this track where I need to be, and, and if I'm going to really get down and get in the face of God and get him, the Lord Jesus Christ, give me the answers I want or the, supp the supplications I ask for, I'm gonna, it's going to cost me something. 
and it's going to cost some time, and it's going to cost me to let go of some stuff. Or you're just going to have a shallow Christian life forever. That's it. It's just one or the other. You can't have both. I should have read that book years ago, but I probably wouldn't have understood it years ago like I do now. I got I'm, every time I'm reading, it, I said, "Man, I was crying the other day reading him balance." You said, "My man, I had tears running down my face." I was like, "Yeah, I see exactly what that man's saying. I, I got you 100." Uh, percent You, if we say we're obedient, and your prayer life will show you if you are. And, and he goes, "You cannot have a a prayer life with God if you're not obedient to Him." You say, well, "What does that mean?" That means you should know something about your Bible. That means you should know what sin is in your life. You should be talking to him on a basis about yourself and others. You start getting into Daniel's prayers and all these other prayers. I'm talking about these two men right here, Jacob and Esau, and the problem they both have is they're both carnal. And all they care about is their stuff. And God's got a plan that goes way outside of this, and if we ever would get into his plan, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable, but we could probably do some pretty great things. The problem is, is we just won't get his plan. I think I'm going to try to get into his plan. I just, I just, I mean, the more I'm reading this, I told Dr. Peacock that day when I was reading that book. I, I mean, I was crying. I was like, this thing is crazy, man. I said, this thing is like talking right at, it's like my Bible. So now I got Ian Bounds, my songbook, and my Bible. I <laughs> said, these three, these three books, man, I mean, they're, they're, and Pilgrim's Progress. I'll add that in there too. That's four. Uh, I mean, it's, some of these books really, when you, but in your time, people think, well, oh, I, I can get it. It's sometimes it takes time in your life. You ever wonder why God waited 80 years for Moses? Why didn't he mess with him at 40? Because Moses wasn't ready yet. He, he was half-baked. He had to get baked all the rest of the way, and that's 40 more years on the backside of the desert somewhere. And on the backside, God knows when to get you. You have no idea when to get you. You know when we mess up is when we try to do it ourselves. Every single time, we think we know. Here's a 22-year-old kid thinks they know what a 65-year-old just by sheer time in life, a, a, a person 65, 70 years old knows more than a 25. I don't care if you did go to college. All you got is knowledge. Knowledge puffed up, but charity edified. You got to watch that sunset. Only by pride comes contention. It causes an issue. Esau is not concerned about his blessing. He's not over his birthright, but he is concerned about his blessing. And he knows that when, the, when uh, Isaac starts blessing, that what's going to happen is this is going to apply to him the rest of his life. And it's going to mean exactly what it says. Uh, it says, and he said, thy brother came with Jake, uh, uh, Isaac is now, verse 35, talking to Esau, and he's trying to console him. Uh, but he's not going to take it back. Uh, that's another thing. When God does something, he don't take it back. He doesn't, he, he said he's not the author of confusion. And uh, what's the other verse? There's a verse that just it was in my mind. It just went away. It'll probably come back in a few minutes and hurt. Uh, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He's not going to pull the thing back. When he gives you, you know, that's where you can trust your salvation. When he gives you salvation, you can bet your bottom dollar that thing's going to last forever. Amen. Uh, until the Lord goes away, yeah, I mean, you're going to have it forever. And he said, Isaac's talking to Esau, thy brother came with suddenly subtly, subtly, and had taken away thy blessing. And it's gone. Uh, you, you didn't seem to care about your birthright, and now uh, you're worried about your blessing, but if you was worried as much about your blessing as you were your birthright and other things in there, you wouldn't have had a problem. Verse 36. And he said, is, is not his name, uh, is, is not he rightly named Jacob? That's the plan. For he has supplanted me these two times. 
And he goes, he took away my birthright, and behold, now he had taken away my blessing. That means he's just smarter than you are. Uh, and he said, hath thou not reserved a blessing for me? Question mark. Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? Well, the blessing, when, when that guy went down, that blessing should have went to the firstborn. <coughs> but he didn't want it. He sits there and Jacob, uh, Esau's lying here. Again, that's a problem with us. Uh, we never want to take the blame. You do realize that 90% of the time, probably 95% of the time, you're at fault. Or you have some part of that fault, of the problem. There, you got to do it. Uh, he traded his birthright for a bowl of beans. How much, how much, how value, how much value, now I'm going to get back to you in balance. Uh, we want to pray, oh God, get me out of this situation right now, I'm getting ready to have a car wreck. Oh, yeah. And it was like, uh, who was that, uh, who was preaching the other day and they talked, was that Tim? Or somebody was about preaching and they said something about, uh, oh, it's Jerry telling his story, thing on prayer Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, oh God, you know, if you'll answer this, I'll go to church. If you answer this, I'll, I'll, I'll not sin anymore. If you answer this, I'll... T -t 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 and he gets the answer and he goes, okay, thank you, Lord, I'm good. You know, I mean, we're willing to throw everything into the mix right when we're in trouble, but when we... Did we understand why we were throwing it in the mix to start with? What I have is his anyways. It never was mine. I don't know why anybody thinks what they have is theirs. Uh, he gives you that to be a steward of what he's giving you. Now the question is, is how good a steward are you going to be? You could say, oh, it's mine. I've worked for it. Well, he can take your life in about a nanosecond, and you ain't got nothing anyways. And, and you're going to be absent from the body, present of the Lord, hopefully. And you'll see what, what goes on there. Uh, he gives you stuff to see exactly what you're going to do with it. And most people do something wrong with it. Because they get in a place, again, where they're shallow in their thought processes, and they don't understand that God's a God of afar off. I mean, he can take care of any problem you have. Uh, that's something you learn over time. You don't get that. It makes, you can see it. There it is. It's right in front of me. I got it. The words are there. Uh, Ian Bounds, I had those books in 1985. Why didn't I read them then? They didn't really mean a whole lot to me right then. Because guess what? Mike was doing what Mike wanted to do, and he's running through life like Mike wanted to run through life, and everything was going fine, and, and God was blessing, and I was doing this, and I was doing this. A prayer? Why do I need prayer, man? It's all working good. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the Lord says, now let's grow a little bit. So then he starts running me through some things in life, and I start feeling, seeing this thing, and he goes, you're going to talk to me? You're going to talk to me? You're going to talk to me? And he starts showing that he has to make you understand, just because you read that you need to pray, don't mean you're going to pray. You have to understand, you know, there's some things about God you need to understand. You'll never get it. I don't care how smart somebody is. It's irrelevant. You will not get it unless God gives it to you. And you think, well, I got it. I can do whatever I want to do. No, you can't. I'm, I'm preaching now. I need to teach. I need to calm down. I need to, calm down. I need, I need, uh, I need to just slow down. But you can't. Really, you can't. We're going to do it. You know what? Your flesh will get in the way. Your flesh is the worst thing you'll ever have. Man, it'll tell you you need to have everything. I know, man. I've been, I lost all this weight, and then I gained like 20 pounds back. And well, yeah, and I, I was getting ready to head back up to 285 again. I already seen it, man, coming. And uh, as I was shoving a hamburger in my mouth, <laughs> I'm like, Lord, this is a real cat. I should be stopping my best. No, no, no. I'll use me as an example. Well, I stopped that thing. I turned it around, so I'm heading back down to the bottom end again. 
And I'm going to get there, and I know exactly how to do that now. And I'm, it's not so far out of out of uh, Kelter that I can't get it back in a, in a short time. But the question that I know what it is is the flesh likes that ice cream, man. It likes what it likes, and it's, it's but you can't. You got to say no. So all of a sudden, something will come in, and your flesh will start a sin unto death. You ever wondered what that was? I'm not quite sure what that, but I know it's a fleshly sin. And sometimes those fleshly sins. Why do drug? Why do people get stuck on drugs or alcohol? Why do Why do we get addicted to porn or whatever it is that we that, that people get humans get addicted to? Why do we get addicted to that? Because so, there's a there's some stuff that goes on in the body and there's a sin that gets out here further and further that you got to fight and you got to say no. I got to let go of that thing. I got to let go of that thing. I got and we just don't want to let go of it. And a young person's kind of hard to understand. Well, I don't I don't really see the need to do that. Well, because the relationship between you and the Lord is not where it should be. If you ever get that relationship right where it needs to be, see, I can see exactly what it is. The question is, is getting there. I remember back when I was living in Jamestown, man, this is uh, probably 96 or 7. I bought a house out there. I remember laying on a table, coffee table in the basement of that house. I can show you a picture of the house, nice house. And I laid down the coffee table. How? I said, Lord, how do you how do you sacrifice yourself? <laughs> I mean, I'm laying, here's a coffee table down here. And I lay down on this coffee table like this. And I'm like, Lord, how do you now this was this was 96, 97, maybe, 98, or 2008, 18. That's almost 25 years ago. Have you ever done that? Have you ever laid down and said, Lord, how does one sacrifice themselves unto you? How do how do I give myself to you? That's something you, you know, would you really want to know? I'll show you. <laughs> Took me another 28 years to do it. And I still haven't got it yet. Brother, I'll tell you what this thing is. Serving Jesus Christ is not as easy as it is. E it's not really easy to get saved either. Uh, it's, it's easy to get saved or say you can get saved. Uh, it's easy to... It's not easy, man. Uh, easy believism. I just don't believe in easy believism. I think it takes <laughs> years sometimes or months. A lot of time for somebody to work in somebody's life. For them to get a hold that they're lost. Once a person understands I am lost, then they can get saved. But until you understand you're lost, why are you getting saved from something you don't even know what you're doing? You got to know you're just lost. And and if you got that and you got saved, then uh, I, I mean that's that's all that matters. Uh, and then life starts, and then it's a growth period, and it could take some time. Isaac, Isaac's got two boys here, and Jacob is the younger of the two, and. He's probably always been mistreated. Uh, his mommy's trying to get him uh, into a position where she thinks he should, he should be, and that's the worst thing you could ever do. Wait, I say wait on the Lord. Uh, I mean, we're just stuck in 27. We can stay here probably the rest of your life if you wanted to. Every lesson of your life that you can find in the New Testament is sitting right here in, in this chapter. Every lesson. The question is, is are you going to do it? I could go in the New Testament, I could go into Timothy or Titus and pull the same stuff out. It's the same thing. Are you going to know? They didn't do it here and they didn't do it there. Why would that? When Paul died, he was in prison. He said, only Luke, his demons have forsaken me, loving this, he loved this present world. Only Luke is with me. Why would the greatest Christian on the face of this planet, Paul, the Apostle Paul, be by himself in a jail cell? When he gets ready to die. Oh, because he did something wrong and got in trouble. No. Because the rest of the church could not deal with what Paul was saying they needed to deal with. 
it, it's a tough thing, brethren. It's a tough thing to do this, what, what uh, you have to do. So these two boys, here's Jacob, uh, and God oversees. Aren't you glad he overlooks all that and still loves us and still cares about us and still works with us? I don't want to leave you out of here and make you think that there's no actually hope for you. <laughs> there's all kinds of hope, but, but don't you see, that? wouldn't it be better if we could be like Paul? Wouldn't it be better if we could be like Priscilla? You see clips of people's lives through there like Priscilla and Aquila, and you see them in there. And Demas at one time was doing a great thing. And then he goes off to the side because some, something got in his way and just pulled him down. Uh, Jacob, Jacob is sitting here, and, and he didn't, he just made a bowl of beans. He liked cooking. Your flesh will get you in trouble, man. Uh, Jake, Jake just loved cooking, man. And he was cooking some beans, and, and he got them all cooked up, there's lentils. And here comes Esau out of the field, and something that was important to God had been important down through there. Esau knew exactly what the value of that birthright was. He knew where the lineage was, and, and oh, that's just something they do in church, man. They just, you know, they, they, they baptize babies, man. They, they, they don't baptize them. They christen babies. They, they, we have a baby uh, service where uh, we, we uh, give our babies to God, and and we offer them up in this, and, and, and we think that really, oh, look, that's just, that's all that is, you know. Uh, and somebody's getting baptized on Sunday. It's not that big a deal. Let's move. That's where Esau was. He made the things of God just average and not really exciting. Are the things of God exciting to you? If not, you're going to sell your birthright for a bowl of beans. And it may not be your birthright. It may be something else, but you'll sell it for something. Uh, I, I, I get people get mad at me all the time. I'm like, man, when it comes right down to me and God, if, if that thing gets between me and the Lord, uh, I really at that point do not care one thing about anybody around me. I've, I'm saying, I've been there, done that. He's already tried me two or three times on that. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get between me and the Lord and try to get me to do something really, really wrong that I know is wrong and the Lord's convicted me about it, you can hang that up. You might as well kill me. Because I'm just not going to do it. I don't care what it costs. At that point, it's irrelevant. You know, a lot of us, we've lost. Uh, that's a thing. If you don't watch out, you'll lose. Uh, you'll lose that. People say, oh, you ought to do this. Nah, you go do it. How come you're not doing it? I hate people when they tell me what I should do. And they don't. I mean, why aren't you doing it? it, it set the example, man. Get out there and do it. Uh, I've done I've, I've been there. I've heard people say, I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I've been doing this for 65 years. I'm still here. I've got a lot of friends that aren't. Why? Because they never pace themselves to get there. So, you know what these guys are doing? They never put Jesus Christ first and pace themselves. Well, actually, you couldn't put Jesus Christ. But they should put God first. Esau put God second. Esau put God out of the picture. He didn't even care. All he cared about was food. I want my food for the rest of my life, and that's it. Uh, and Isaac answered, verse, verse, God removed the second, possibly because Esau's first action. Uh, but God... Uh, Verse 37, back to this. 37, and Isaac answered and said unto Esau, it's a father to a son, tough. Uh, sometimes having a father-son uh, talk is, is not easy. Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and his brethren have I given him uh, to him for a servant, servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do for thee, my son? Now, Isaac is saying something very important here. He said, Esau... What I just did for him was big. It's huge. This is going to affect him the rest of his life. And you're at the, I, what he says has got to come into a place where it doesn't affect what he just blessed. He can't put two blessings side by side and have those fight. They, God don't do that. He never has, never will. 
So the blessing that he's going to have to bring on to Esau, if he gives him one, is going to have to be something that will not affect this one at all. Zero. He said, behold, I have made him thy Lord. That means that you are going to serve him. Uh, I'm going to get back to Ian Bounds. Here's one of Esau's issues. One, the, the one and probably the best, biggest issue Esau has is submission. He don't like to submit to nothing. You know what's wrong with most people? You can tell real quick. Now, you've got to be honest. They don't want to submit. They know what they, they're, they're a mess. They're a mess anyways. That's just about anybody on the face of the planet. I don't care if they got lots of money. They, most of them are still, they just don't want to submit. I don't want to submit. I'm not going to submit. You're not going to make me submit. You say, what is that? We'll go back over to verse, uh, chapter 26, verse 2034. Esau was 40 years old uh, when he took the wife of Judith, the daughter of Berah, the Hittite, and Bashamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were, were a grief of mine and Isaac, not, not just Rebecca, but her dad, his dad too. His mom and dad said, no, well, here's another problem we got in your country today. There is, there is boundaries on relationships that need to be watched. I mean, they need to be watched. And in our case, it has to be when it comes to being a Christian. Uh, you need to be, before you get into a relationship, man, you need to make sure that the person you're getting into that relationship with thinks like you think. Now, here you go. What should I think? Well, if you don't think like God thinks, you shouldn't even be getting in a relationship to start with anyways. Now, once you get into that, once you get yourself to a place where you're thinking, now, okay, I'm going to, let me preface this. The whole world's messed up. The whole, the Christian movement's messed up. Uh, most of our family's messed up. But you need to, you need to say, okay, if I stop today and try to work this thing out and give God the opportunity to fix some things, he could probably fix some things. Still time to fix stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with that premise. But if you're a brand new Travis, Michaela going to have a baby. Let me ask you a question. Are you planning on letting that baby do whatever it wants? Or is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. You're going to let her. Oh, he will. He will. It's over, man. He's, sucked. He's going to be sucked into that thing. Jesse, Jesse did this, uh, she did this uh, recital. So I'm sitting here the other day and yesterday, and Beth goes, oh, look at this recital. And it's in some church. I was thinking she doesn't join another church somewhere. Uh, similar to this, and, and she's doing, has anybody ever seen that recital she did? Huh? Is it online? Okay, did you see it? Okay, so she's sitting there and she's going through her little uh, thing. <laughs> she sounds like Jack Benny and stuff. And uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> my voice is bad. It would sound better than that. But I'm, first of all, I'm thinking, why didn't she tell me that that's what she was doing? Well, I could come. And then she told me why she thought that, and I said, okay, that, that makes sense. And you're sitting there and goes. But see, they'll get you the little eyes and the little heart. And I told Beth, I said, see, I told you, aren't you glad we gave her violin lessons? I said, now look at her today. She's sitting there and she's doing all this stuff. She can do all this stuff. Her and Adam both, they play all over the place. I said, but I'm glad that they, and they're a blessing here. That little girl's going to do the same thing to you, man. You're going to suck. But are you planning on letting her do whatever she wants to do? Okay, you need to train up a child in the way he should go. If you don't train them up, well, how can you train them up if you don't know how to train them up, if you don't know what the right way to do is? So you, we think we do, and, and so many times we're don't, 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 and we've lost them. That ain't the don't stuff, man. It's, if we're not living it, if I'm not living it, how could they possibly live it? That's why I like that Ian Bound book, man. 
He's talking about uh, God says, obey my commandments. He goes, why would he give you stuff that you can't do? I'm thinking, hmm, that makes sense. I said, that's, you know, that's really, I'm a logical kind of guy. That's, I got that. Uh, I started looking at the whole Bible. People said, I can't do all that. Sure you can. You can do every, anything he asks you to do. He wouldn't ask you to do something if you couldn't do it. The question is, is do you want to? Esau doesn't. He's, you're talking about a disobedient little brat. This is one right here. Uh, and some of us was that way too. Uh, you you got to admit it. Uh, Esau has a problem with submission. He didn't want to submit to his mom and dad. His mom and dad said, look, you shouldn't marry the people of the land. You need to go back and find a wife over here somewhere. Now, we're all Gentiles. We're not these guys. This is a totally different scenario. Uh, he didn't submit to his father and mother's wishes about a wife. He didn't submit to his, his natural place in the chain of command and gave his birthright up. That's submission. That's a submission problem. Uh, only by pride cometh contention. If, you got, if you're mad at me right now, you got a pride issue. I'm telling you. Because I don't have a problem with this. I'm agreeing with it. I'm agreeing with what the Bible says. And now the Lord is going to make him uh, submit to Jacob. Oh, man, you think this is going to be bad? <laughs> now he's going to have, he says, look, you got a submission. You know what the Lord will do to you sometimes? This is all in your Bible, man. I'm not making none of this up. You want to play games with God? He will play games with you. He will turn that sucker completely around, and one day you will be underneath your brother. Now he's going to have, he's going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm just going to kill him. I'll solve the problem. I'll kill him. Now the Lord's going to make him submit to Jacob, which he refuses to do. But you just did everything that you did to get you in the place you're in. This is your problem. You know what? If, if Cain would have said to uh, Abel, Cain, I blew it, man. I choked. Or Abel, I'm sorry. I choked. I, I did something bad wrong. Man, I need to get this thing right with the Lord. You, you seem to have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, what did you do? And he goes, well, Cain, I, I just, he asked for a blood offering, so I take, go out and I'll, my, my sheepfold out here. And I have people say, well, uh, I, I have a hard time believing, which I could be wrong. This is a micism. I just have a hard time believing that Abel was the only guy with sheep. I've heard people say, well, Cain's got, uh, Abel's got the sheep and Cain's got the fruit. Most, most farmers that I ever knew had both. I mean, they had, they had cattle. They, they may, they may uh, capitalize on one over the other, but my uncle had a dairy farm, and he had uh, 800 head of cattle, or uh, no, 800 acres. I don't know how many cows he had. He had a whole bunch of them. I was little, man. It seemed like a million. Uh, he had a donkey, and he had a, a mule I used to ride with a bent back. I thought it was Roy Rogers. Uh, but, but he had an uh, 800-acre farm, and he'd grow grain and everything on the farm. I mean, he did all this stuff, chickens and roosters and all that other good junk. So, I mean, to me, Abel not having fruit and vegetables doesn't make any sense to me. But that, I mean, it's, if that's the way it was. But he could have said, look, I just went out in my flock and I picked out the best sheep I had that didn't have any blemishes. And I gave it to the Lord. And the Lord required, he said, mommy and daddy was in the garden and got kicked out. And, and he covered them with skins and he had to get the skin off the animal. So he had to skin the animal to get it. He had to kill the sheep. And, and he did that, and he shed the blood. He goes, Cain, that's what I would do. And if Cain would have done that, you know what Cain's problem was? Submitting. Here's my younger brother, and he's right with God, and, and I'm not. And instead of me getting right with God, I'll just kill him. And that'll solve my problem. Out of sight, out of mind. That don't work. Because you know what? God sees the blood in the ground. I, believe me, brother. And we, uh, I, like, I like, oh, man. Y'all stay right where you are. Oh, man. This book is too crazy. You ever found a crazy thing about a book? It's just, it has all the, it just knows exactly what to say to you. It doesn't give you a chance. 
I mean, if you want to, if you want to try to to deceive yourselves, it's easy to do. I mean, really, you can do that. Uh, Psalm one thirty nine. You don't have to go there. Just just chalk it down on your little piece of paper if you're taking a note. Go read it sometime. I remember the first time I read that psalm, I thought I was going to fall on my chair. Uh, it, it's like Lord just saying, "It goes, uh, oh Lord, Thou hast searched me. You heard me say this before. Thou hast searched me and known me. Check that out. Somebody's calling me." Miss Call is restricted. How about that? I know who that was probably. But don't care. I'll just turn my phone off. <coughs> it says, Oh Lord, thou hast, uh, hast searched me and known me. So he, he's always looking and trying the hearts of men. He's always, everybody. Uh, there's 8 billion people on the planet. He can check everybody's heart out at the same time. He says, thou knowest my down sittings and my uprisings, thou understandest my thoughts afar off. You can't not hide anything from him. He knows everything you're doing. He, he understands your thought processes, and he allows you to have those processes uh, so you can work through them. And you can take that either way you want. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's really up to you. Uh, he goes, uh, thou compass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. He knows everything about you front to back, sideways. You can't get away from him. Uh, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. You can either accept it or reject it. That's, and, and if you go down through it, when I look at this thing, I've heard people say, well, I read the book of Psalms, make no sense to me at all. I don't understand that. Uh, whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I send it up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wing, you're not going to get away from him. Why not submit? I don't want to. There's the problem. The problem is right there. How, all through the Bible, I don't care where you go. Why would Saul, what's your, I won't, I, I'm not going to submit. Go and kill Agag and everybody there. What's this bleeding of the sheep I hear? I told you exactly what to do. Then just do it. You know what David did? He did it, man. You know why David was a man after, not because he was perfect, it's when the, he was on God's side. I like Joshua, who is on the Lord's side. As far as me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. How come, how come we don't do that? We just don't do that. We just refuse to do it. We think we know, we think we have uh, access to something, we think we are above somebody. No, you're not. We're, nobody's above anything. Uh, as you go down through that whole psalm, man, uh, the Lord is sitting there going, I got you, I'm around you, I'm controlling you, I'm giving you the free will to do what you want to do, and I'm also giving you the choice to serve me. What are you going to do? And when you say, I'm going to serve him, guess what he does? That's where prayer, I'm going to talk about prayer now. That's where prayer comes in. I want to learn how, to, you know what his disciples said, teach me to pray. You know what the problem is, is we don't know how to pray. We, we get to some shallow stuff, but when you get, start getting into that throne room in front of God, he's going to deal with me. Hey, you're going to come into my throne room, you're going to talk to me, we're going to get some stuff out of your life. And as you go down the road, when you say yes, then that stuff goes, and this goes, and that goes, and this goes. Have you ever read about some of those old holy people, man, that used to pray? I mean, them guys, they had God all over them. You knew it when they walked in the room. I knew a couple of them. I met a couple of them where you, I was like, oh, man. I got around them. I was like, ooh, ooh. You could feel it. Then people are not, it's not that they're weird or anything. Is they have got, they figured something out. And they figured that thing out. It's like Daniel, man. You ever read some of Daniel's prayers? 
Everything's about him first. I'm just a wreck. I'm no good. I stink. I'm all this, blah, 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 blah. As a matter of fact, Lord, not just me, but everybody around me stinks, and everybody around them stinks. We all have done this. We've all done that. Now, and then he starts getting into prayer. And then he gets Gabriel come down talking to him and picking him up, and, and Michael coming down. And you wonder why that is? The guy's in prayer for three weeks. When was the last time you've been in, in fasting and, and that for three weeks? That's Daniel. Moses up on the side of the mountain, 40 days and 40 nights, no food, no water, no nothing. And you said, well, I couldn't. Well, I know it's supernatural for him in his case, but he got it. You know what our problem is, is we want everything else. And, and it's called submission. And, and Jacob or uh, Esau now, God's going to teach him a lesson on submission. He says, you want to junk your birthright and you want to junk everything else. Now you're going to lose your blessing and I'm going to make you submit to your brother. What would you do in a case like that? Let's bring it right down home to us. What would you do in a case like that? You know what you learn to do is you learn to submit. I got a brother that is a mess. Love him to death, but me and him fight like cats and dogs. Uh, it, uh, he, he wants to be in control of everything when it comes to my mom. You know what I did? I turned it all over to him. Everything. I have absolutely nothing financially or spiritually or ecumenically or grammatically or anything to do with my mom. Uh, I go buy her food, don't charge her a dime. I, I take her stuff. Well, I don't, Beth does. Uh, we, everything we give her, I get her the wheelchair she needs. I get her the stroller she needs. I get her the walker she needs. I get everything else that she needs. I don't take anything out of her account. Uh, why? Because my brother, that's just the way he is. You say, well, what is I'm, I'm submitting to him. Okay, you're the older brother and you want to take, fine. I'm going to bring her down and put her in your house. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I can't do that, man. I can't do that. I said, I can't do what you do. I said, well, yeah, but you want all the other stuff. But when it comes right down to actually doing something, you want the money or you want the wealth and you want everything else. But when it comes to taking care of business, you don't want to do that. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do when it comes time to submit? Are you going to submit? You're going to ask somebody else to submit and you won't? Esau, you got to learn the lesson. You know what Esau never did? Learn the lesson. Uh, and he goes, behold, I have made him thy Lord. That's his daddy telling him that. And all his brethren have I given him for servants. So everybody, as far as you can see, is going to be his servant. Proverbs 6, oh man, here's a great one. Esau not only rebels against his father's wishes, he will attempt to get others to, to rebel also. That, that right there is probably one of the worst things you could ever do. You want to make God mad? You start rebelling and trying to get others to follow you in rebellion. It's bad enough that I do it. But for somebody, to me to try to get somebody, the best thing you could ever do, every church I've ever left, I shut my mouth the best I could. Uh, every now and then I'd say stuff out of, I shouldn't have probably said, but I never went after nobody. Uh, you know what the danger of that is? You're, going, you're starting to get God involved. That's a danger, man. That's just a danger. Uh, I don't, uh, personally, I mean, I've been doing this for 43 years. Mm, I just don't do that. Uh, that's a scary, scary thing. Uh, you'll hear me say something about the Catholic Church from time to time. I, I was Catholic. I can say, hey, here's some problems. Uh, when it comes to Catholic, I love Catholics. I'd help them all day long. Uh, when it comes to Jews, I made a comment that all Jews hate. Now, this will probably go back out there, too, as a Jew hater. Uh, all Jews, Jews hate, hate Christians. That's not necessarily true. Uh, they don't, well, no, no. Jews don't hate us. People. Their religious leaders aren't really pleased with us. 
Because we believe that they're the man that they hung on the cross and killed 2,000 years ago. And we're getting ready to have Christmas where he was born in Jerusalem, in Bethlehem, and the little baby. And, but they're not afraid of the baby, but he grew up and they didn't like him too much. And, and their Old Testament says they hated him without a cause. So they're, look at that, man. You're a wicked devil. That guy's wicked as anything, man. It, it's, look, I still got a minute. Oh, I do have a minute. That's, you did the right thing. You've done right. I'll submit. <laughs> and all his brethren and his servants. Proverbs 6.16, I'll stop right here. This is, I mean, you ought to make this like your verse you memorize in life. Proverbs 6.16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Seven are an abomination unto him. He hates, hates. You want to find some things God hates? I mean, who cares about what anybody else thinks? Who cares about what I don't care what you think or you, I don't care if you think what I think. It doesn't really matter. A proud look. You think you're something you're not? That's a proud look. You need to be honest with yourself. Uh, the only way you can honest is a mirror. You got to pick this thing up and get in it. This will, this will tell you what you think you are. If you aren't in this thing, then you might as well hang it up. You'll never get it. Uh, a proud look, a lying tongue. <clears throat> if you have a proud look, you'll eventually get a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imagination. God hates that. When you start thinking things up and making things, that's a lie to start with, but God hates wicked imagination. When you sit there and just think on that stuff and think on that stuff and think on that stuff, I mean, the best thing, you know, that's why you have a prayer life problem. You start getting to prayer, guess what? That stuff all goes away. You know how you get rid of this? You get rid of that with prayer. This kind only comes out with prayer and fasting. <laughs> and we don't like the fasting thing either. A heart that divides with wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift to running to mischief. Troublemakers. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord amongst the brethren. You start messing with a crowd of people. I do not go into a Catholic church. I will not go into a Catholic church and say, which I could be right in doing it. Uh, doctrinally, but spiritually would be wrong. The Pope is it. I wouldn't, that's wrong. First of all, that's their property. That's their church, uh, whether it's a Catholic church or not. Uh, that is owned by them. Now, I can stand on the street corner and do whatever I want all day long, but that is theirs. That's wrong to do that. It's wrong. It's just wrong. You start sowing discord amongst the brethren, and, and in here you got to, well, I don't like what Mike said today. I don't like. I came in today and someone said, so what religious organization are you going to condemn today? <laughs> I'm like, man, i got to think about that one. i got to find one. There's got to be one in here somewhere. But he said 16, Proverbs 6, 16. Man, that is a great, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. God hates that. Feet that be swift to running to mischief. I mean, you just got to go cause trouble. Uh, he hates that. A false witness that speaketh lies. He hates that. And he that sold discord amongst the brethren. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, uh, help us not be an Esau. Uh, help us not to be a Jacob either. Uh, Lord, help us to find that, uh, that ground that's a uh, holy ground that you'd want us to walk on and be on. Uh, Lord, that we could be the servants you'd have us to be. Lord, this world is getting crazier by the moment, and Lord, it's just insane, Lord, all the way around. Uh, but Lord, we still have you, and, and uh, we can get through this thing and get through this life. Lord, these young people can get through everything if you just help them, Lord, and, and help us, Lord, the older ones, to get through it also. Uh, help us to be the lights that we're supposed to be. And Father, again, thank you for church today, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>